Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Sensei's Weekly Mindset. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. Once again, I am back in my home recording space, ready to give you guys a little bit of food for thought and uh, a mindset for this week. So, this week's mindset comes from somebody that I quote quite often, a person who I... uh, Definitely take a, a, a view of all the stuff he puts on social media. I've got his book and everything. David Goggins. Uh, I've mentioned him before, but just some brief background. David Goggins uh, was in the military for a great many years. Um, and extraordinary in a bunch of ways. He went into the military, got out of shape, uh, reached a point in his life where he wanted to accomplish certain things. He wanted to be a Navy SEAL and uh, basically got laughed out of it. Like, dude, you're not even going to get looked at for buds if you're in the kind of shape that you're in. And he went at it like hard, fought himself back, to, got himself back to shape, uh, went through buds not once but twice, uh, maybe even three times. I'm trying to recall the story here. And uh, went on to be a SEAL and then has taken that training and that mindset into uh, a whole bunch uh, of things. Obviously, as an author, as I mentioned, I have his book. Um, big social media, um, b- big social media personality. And he, he's really big on mindset. He's an ultra marathoner right now, meaning he runs marathons in excess of 100 miles, which is insane, of course. So <laughs> to that end, he... Uh, he put up a post, and uh, what's common about his post, a couple of things. A, he's always working out. Usually he's running. Um, sometimes he's doing other stuff. Um, one, one of his uh, most famous, famous clips is him uh, doing, doing a chest press, doing a bench press, lifting some weights. And as he's lifting the weights, it's getting difficult, as weightlifting often does. And he's getting to those tougher reps, and he starts yelling to himself, Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the boats? I'm going to carry the boats. <laughs> uh, in reference to Hell Week and in Buds where they're carrying uh, the boats over their head. But uh, this particular clip that I saw, and like I said, I, I, I see his stuff all the time. If you follow me on social media and you look at my Instagram story, I share a lot of his quotes and stuff in there quite a bit because I find them quite motivational. And uh, one, what he said in this particular clip that I saw was uh, he was talking about an old military expression. And this old military expression was, first time, every time. In other words, get things done the right the first time, every time. Which is a great ideal. However, in terms of a lifestyle, it's a little more difficult. <laughs> it's a little more difficult to pull that off than simply saying, oh, just do it the first time every time. Because life doesn't cooperate when it comes to that, right? It's cer- that's certainly not the case. It would be lovely if as soon as we laid a plan out in front of ourselves and we just did it the first time. That'd be unbelievable. But we'd be missing out on so many important things in life. See, I believe that failure is an important step 
in progress, a very important step in progress. And to skip over failure completely would cheat us out of the value of that experience, of that lesson. So let me explore this a little bit for you guys. It's funny, even uh, David Goggins was the first one to admit, he goes, you know, the military says first time every time, but I'm not that guy. I failed at everything that I've ever tried the first time, but I got back up and got back after it, and that's what matters. And I agree with that sentiment. It's not the fact that a person tries that matters. It's not a, the fact that they fall short that first time that matters. It's what they do in the face of that first failure that matters. See, I think anything worth doing is difficult. Right? We don't draw pride from the easy things that we've done. If something comes to us very easily, it's not the type of thing that uh, we celebrate or build our self-esteem off of, right? If you bragged to me about being able to complete the puzzle that your preschooler got for Christmas, I wouldn't be very impressed. Nor do I think you would uh, spend a lot of time bragging about that. But when we look at something that should take some effort, some time, right? People start introducing themselves as doctor, for example. And we look at that and how difficult that is to accomplish. Or a myriad of other things, right? When we look at those things that people accomplish, those are the things that we are a little bit in awe of. Those are the things that impress us. And those, even more importantly, are the things that we build our esteem off of if we're the person that achieved them. That really is the key, that we build the esteem off of them. Right? Now, again, the esteem only comes from the accomplishment. And of course, to gain the accomplishment, we've got to try it the first time. However, guarantee, right, we can almost guarantee that that first time isn't going to go according to plan. And that's okay. That's very okay, as a matter of fact. Because when it comes to the stumbles that we have in life, they teach us lessons. Right? There's the old expression, right? I haven't failed. I've just found 10,000 ways that don't work. Certainly the case. But here's the thing. Each of those 10,000 failures teaches a lesson. Okay, well this doesn't work. So because that doesn't work, because X doesn't work, it tells me Y. And because I now know Y, I'm going to do Z. Right? If we can extrapolate that out into everything else that we do, we see this pattern emerging. Right? I was talking to my preschoolers class today, and I frequently talk to my preschoolers class about what we call a non-quitting spirit at Tiger Shulman's. And I, you know, the kids know what Sensei's favorite word is non-quitting spirit. So I was talking to them about non-quitting spirit. I'm sorry, I'm just picturing the little boy's face when uh, he gave me this answer. And uh, so this little boy, Braden, and Braden's been with me for, for a good couple of months now. He's a real good boy, uh, very good listener. His parents are always part of the class. They always come out and hold pads and such. And uh, we were talking about Braden's little brother, Blake. He calls him Blakey. Right? And uh, I asked him if Blakey was able to walk by himself yet. 
And he said, yes, Blake is able to walk by himself. And I was talking about, did Blakey just get up and walk? Or did he fall down a bunch? And he said, it tells me, oh, he fell down a bunch. I said, see, Blakey had a non-quitting spirit. And he goes, Sensei, we don't have a non-quitting spirit at home. We only have a blue tablet. So I'm not quite sure how those two things go together. But case in point, little Blakey learning how to walk, right? He was training his feet and his legs and his core the right way to hold himself upright and to move himself forward every time that he tried and stumbled. That's the way the world works, right? There is a big, there is a big value in failure. Right? We talked a bit about this a couple of weeks ago, but it just felt so fresh to me when I saw this, this post from David Goggins. And I think that's the kind of thing that a lot of people hang their hat on. First time, every time. They, they pride themselves on being that type of person. And to a certain degree, there is a value in that mindset when it comes to the mundane tasks, right? Like, here's a silly thing, right? Mr. Sensei busts my chops all the time because when I'm cleaning up from a meal, if I'm cleaning up from a meal, I like to gather every single dish in the kitchen before I open the dishwasher and put the dishes in the dishwasher. So that might mean making several trips. That might mean bringing in just about everything, but waiting until you know whoever else isn't done yet is uh, finished with their glass of you know whatever they're drinking or their coffee mug or whatever. And as a result, She'll then sometimes go in and be like, you didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm going to do it all in one fell swoop. It's my system. And you know, she busts my chops about it. And uh, I'll remind her, hey, have you ever come home from work and found that the dishes from breakfast were not in the dishwasher? No, because they always get in there. I just do it in my system. Now, could I be more efficient by just walking right in? And as soon as I walk in, open the dishwasher and put in the dishes I have in the dishwasher? Absolutely. I have my process. But nonetheless, right? there's certain mundane things that we do in life that it's a waste of time to do them again and again and again and again. Right? They see this often in the world of construction or carpentry. Right? They tell you to measure twice and cut once. Why? Because in that sense, not doing it right the first time, it affects everything. You have to do everything twice. And you're wasting materials, and even more importantly, you're wasting time. Right? And so there are certain things in life where doing things right the first time just saves time. I'm sure you guys all have days like this. I had a day like this the other day. Where as you're walking out of your house, you have to remember to grab a whole bunch of things. You have to remember to grab X and Y and Z. Right? Maybe even A, B, and C as well. And you walk out, you get to the car, and as soon as you get to the car, you buckle your seatbelt and you look and you're like, man, I forgot C and D. So now you got to get back out of the car, make the trip back in the house, unlock the door, rile up whoever's inside, grab the stuff, get back. And then when you go back that second time, it's not as though you just get up and go. No, you sit there for an extra second. As you take inventory again, okay, I was supposed to take X and Y and Z and A and B and C and D. 
here's X, here's Y, here's Z. Do I have A and B and C and D? And you double check and then you triple check because you made the mistake once. So now, even though you could have done it the first time and saved yourself time, now you've cost yourself triple the amount of time because of the amount of times you were going over it. So what we want to do is we want to separate in our mentality the things that are worth doing the first time every time and the things where we have to be a little patient with ourselves. Right? So if we're thinking about the things we can separate, anything I think that you could make systematic or anything where it's going to be a waste of time to do it again, that's the kind of thing that should be a first time every time kind of thing. I use my loading up the car example. There's no lesson learned from not grabbing those particular things. Right? It's not as though I you know, didn't put those things in the appropriate place so I would notice them. I just didn't have enough hands and once I picked up other stuff, I, uh, you know, I got distracted. Right? Now, could I have loaded up the car well in advance? Sure, I could have. But there's not a major lesson there. Right? It's not as though I'm learning now how to walk out of the house better because of how I did that. Right? But then, there are the other things. The things that we know are going to take time. Right? The big tests we're going to take in our life. The big projects we're going to work on. The new skills that we're going to try to build. When it comes to those things, those are the things to be a little more lax on ourselves with. That's when it's a little more appropriate to think about the fact that if we don't get this the first time, yeah, it might not be the most fun in the whole wide world. It might be a little upsetting, but there'll be a lesson. And that lesson won't just be about, oh, we'll get them next time. That lesson will be about the actual thing that you're doing, right? For example, years ago, I gave this example just recently. We talked about my black belt test and the fact that I did not pass it right away. And there were lessons in what I needed to work on and what I was deficient in. And there's also something to be said for the lesson that you're building of non-quitting spirit. Have you guys ever dealt with this kind of person in your life? I know I have. Where they're super, super, super coordinated. Like every physical skill, they learn it so fast. And this becomes the pattern for their whole life. Right? Like my younger brother is that kind of person. My younger brother, it, he can watch a move on Instagram. Like he's a very skilled martial artist. He can watch a martial arts move on Instagram. And as soon as he sees the move on Instagram, he doesn't have to watch it once. He doesn't have to watch it twice. He's got to watch it, or rather he doesn't have to watch it twice or three times. While he's watching it that first time, he's got it. He can do it. He, and not only can he do it, he usually can apply it too. That quickly. Why? Because he's got such a physical aptitude for martial arts. And for physical skills in general. Now, I'm the exact opposite type of person. Right? Now, I, I know how to look at a move like that. And now I'm at a point where I can look at it and in a, in a moment know what's going on. But that's, that's a learned skill that I had to build. He's been like that since he was in diapers. Right? Literally, he used to be in diapers and he would watch my Little League baseball games. And uh, he would go home and with his little Fisher-Price uh, t-ball set and in a diaper would want us 
to throw the ball to him because hitting it off the tee wasn't good enough. He learned the hand-eye coordination that we built over years of playing baseball. He learned it just by watching. I took years to get to that point. Right? Now, typically with someone like that, where something, everything comes so quickly to them, they haven't built up the callus that failure builds. Right? Like, you know when someone walks barefoot a lot in the summertime, they get the nice callus on their toes and on the ball of their foot, where now their foot is no longer super sensitive to things? Failure does that to us, too. Right? Stumbling along the way, having to work to get good at something. We build like a mental callus there. Right? The skill of not giving up because something's difficult is exactly that. It is a skill. But so often, uh, we view it just as like a, a characteristic. It's both, right? Just like someone who has the skill to put their keys in the same spot. Yeah, it's skill. But it's a practiced skill, right? It's not just an attribute that you're born with. Right? So as we explore this idea here of the value of failure, realize the value in and of itself of having to work for things is a huge enough ordeal. It's a big enough skill. That alone is worth the things that we don't get right away. But then there's what we learn about the actual activity, right? I, I mentioned before, I came to snowboarding later in life. Right? After meeting Mrs. Sensei, I was already in my later 20s by the time I was even just starting it. And there's something a little, uh, a little uh, frustrating, a little demasculating about standing up on the snowboard and like having to hold on to another adult so that I don't wipe out and fall down. Meanwhile, I see like a, a, a four-year-old is going down the mountain full speed and they're like cutting these tight angles around everybody and zigzagging around people. It's certainly demasculating. But in a skill such as that, every time that you, that you stumble, literally and figuratively, you're learning something about the activity. You're learning, okay, when I dig my heel like that, this is what happens. When I dig my toes like that, this is what happens. When I let the board do this, that happens. And each one of those lessons that you're learning allows you to apply those lessons back into your learning process. And then you're able to learn that much better. You're able to do the skill at that much higher of a level. Because now you've taken some strides forward. Because really, what is the difference between someone's level of skill, someone's level of proficiency, someone's level of learning. It's simply the amount of mistakes that they've made and corrected along the way. I've had plenty of people that walk in my door and they were talented and they learned things fast. But that doesn't mean that that person had the aptitude to learn all of martial arts quickly. They might have gotten out of the gates a little bit quicker than everybody else. But it didn't necessarily translate to anything. But you showed me someone who had to work for something, who maybe wasn't Mr. First Time Every Time. And I'll show you someone who had developed the skill to deal with difficulty. Like I said before, in life there's both. There are tasks which are meant to be first time every time, i.e. going out to the car with all of your stuff. Right? That's definitely a first time every time kind of, kind of thing. But then there are other things 
But we have to realize that it's okay if it's not the first time every time. If instead it's the second or third time, why? Because all those other times that come before, not only do they make us appreciate it a little more, not only do they teach us a great lesson in building the callus of having to work for something, but really we're learning so much about that skill by going through it again and again. So that brings me on a close to the mindset for this week. This Saturday is our Flex Fights 13. All right, it's our next flex in the Flex Fight series. If you would like to view the pay-per-view, you can go to throwdownsports.com. Fights start at 5.30. I'll be doing commentary for the prelims, as I always do. And we'll be doing some social media interviews afterwards. Uh, beyond that, if you wanted to get tickets, you can go to flexfights.com, get tickets. Uh, so that's all I have for you guys today. As always, you can reach me via email, senseileonelli at gmail.com. On Twitter and Instagram, I'm at sensei underscore Leonelli. You can find me on Facebook, I'm sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school online at tsksmithtown.com. Uh, if you wanted to find us on Facebook, we're Tiger Shulman's, excuse me, we're facebook.com slash Tiger Shulman Smithtown. On Twitter and Instagram, we are at TSMMA underscore Smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Sensei's Weekly Mindset. You can find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at TSK.com. If you lose any of these links or want to uh, find out more about anything, want to explore any of the stuff that I've done uh, or that, that I, I work with, you can go to my Instagram page and there there is my link tree which has links to everything that I'm involved in. Other than that, my friends, please make sure you guys leave yourself a rate and review. It just helps. Make sure you share the podcast with anyone that you know might need to hear it. And please subscribe. Get your new episodes every Wednesday. Other than that, my friends, that is all I have for you this week. Until next time, invest in yourselves. I'll see you guys on the mat.